Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. How good are you at taking feedback or even giving feedback? So this is the topic of this week's podcast. So welcome back everybody and I want to talk to you about the, t- the subject of feedback. As you know, my gorgeous daughter is doing GCSEs at the moment and so this actually has been giving me an awful lot of ideas for topics and conversations. And although feedback was on my list of things to talk about at some point, probably around the whole kind of month of different things to do with communication and conversations, um, there was a conversation that I had with her the other day. Um, I was giving her a piece of a bit of feedback. She'd done some practice work on practice exams. Um, for those of you that don't have kids with uh, going through exams or done the GCSEs or A levels, the whole sort of school thing is that we. Um, okay, if I'm really honest, they're kind of getting taught to take the test. Okay, and the premise is that the more that they get used to seeing the questions, to seeing the way that they get laid out, to seeing the way the questions get asked. Um, the easier it will be so that they don't get startled by the question first and then struggle to be able to formulate the answer. So the way to get over this, um, according to schools, is for them to do a lot of practice papers. So she was doing a practice paper um, and when then we got, you can get the mark scheme so you can get what they're going to give marks for, what they're going to ignore, what sort of things it is that they're looking for. Um, and as with all of the things that they're, they're having to do writing out for, they do get some points for spelling and grammar and punctuation and things as well. So I was given her this piece of feedback and um, pointed out to her that she'd made some really basic mistakes on the spelling and the grammar. She had a capital letter in the middle of a sentence. She was missing off capital letters, full stops and things like that. Um, and she had a little meltdown less I mean she is pretty shattered with it all but she said to me well I know that you're right but I just don't like to hear it so obviously I was a little bit exasperated as well with all of this because you know time had gone on I'm giving her all this time you know the meltdowns are happening it's up and down it's quite draining I was a little bit exasperated too. So slightly sarcastically, those of you who listen, know me and listen to this podcast know that sarcasm comes into my life a lot. Um, so I just said, so would you prefer that I whispered it? <laughs> Which is possibly not helpful. So you know, what better way with, than that story to open this about giving and receiving feedback? You know, because I said, well, you know, if I whisper it, you'll hear it a little bit less. And then she started laughing and it broke the ice and it stopped the lovely teenage mood. But, you know, she got the point about it. 
that if I don't tell her, then there's no way that she can improve on this and there's no way she can check for these things at the end, all right? And that I can't really give her feedback without... Well, I'll come to this, but you know, one of the big things about feedback is really that you need to make sure that when you give feedback, you know, that it's clear, that it's concise, um, and you definitely don't want to be unkind about the way that you give feedback. So this is some of the thing that I said to her. Now, whether you're listening to this as a business owner, as a leader in business, um, or you just come across needing to give and receive feedback in any other shape or form in your life or in your work, you know, for many of us, it can be quite difficult to hear feedback to receive it in a constructive way. It might even be difficult to hear it from your colleagues, from even from your partner, from your boss, from your kids, from your parents. You know, it can be quite difficult. But it's a really, really common thing. And that's why I wanted to be able to talk about it today. So if we just pick off the different ways that you can get feedback. So in corporate, I used to do a lot of 360 degree feedback. So this is where, you know, you put out a sheet and you're asking people that are above you, people that work on peer level with you, people that, you know, below you or, or come into your team in some shape or form. And it might be asking about what went well, what didn't go well, what could be improved on. Some of this is anonymous. Some of it, people put the names to it. And sometimes when we gather all of this feedback, it can be quite hard to hear. However, when we take this feedback gracefully and when we can stay calm and rational about getting this feedback, then we are able to learn from it. And it helps us improve, just as it did with Jade. Well, fingers crossed she's going to put capital letters on stuff. Just as it will with Jade, we can all improve on it. you know, to um, increase our performance, to help us know what we're doing well, what we're not doing well. But giving feedback is a bit of a skill and actually receiving feedback needs sometimes for us to be able to do a bit of personal work, you know, or to be able to, you know, a bit like Jade, to be able to um, stay calm enough to be able to hear it and take it graciously and put it in place. You know, at the end of my coaching sessions, I I give all of my people um, a feedback form, either electronically or in person, to be able to fill out. And some of the questions that I ask on there are about what um, what helps you to decide to work with me. Because you know, if you look on the if you look on the internet where people are just you know googling, um, there's a raft of choice out there, isn't there? And there is for everything. Whether we've gone to a restaurant, chosen a hotel, picked out some jewelry, there's you know, are chosen to work on a on a sort of personal level with somebody. There's a massive amount of choice, so it's always important. Certainly, is for me to know what made people want to work with me. What did what what you know? And I have had people go, "Well, I'll just like to look at your picture." Um, sometimes it's about location. Obviously, that matters because there's no point trying to work with somebody if you're not going to be able to get there. Sometimes it's about. Um, you know, that I provided good, clear information for them. Recently, I had somebody say what they really loved about it was that I said, right, 
this is a package of work and I would expect you to sign up and come and work with me for X amount of sessions. Whereas they'd gone to somebody else and it was kind of this open-ended that was just like, oh yeah, come back if you need to. And yeah, just, you know, well, we'll just work with each other for as long as it takes. And and that didn't help them to feel kind of contained, if you like, that, you know, the boundaries weren't clear on them. They didn't really then know what to expect fully. So that's always really useful information. Some of the other questions that I ask, you know, about what worked well for, for you. Is there anything that I could do to improve things? Now, honestly, it's not often that people say there's anything that I could do to improve, but it's always good to ask that question. And I ask it, you know, with an, with an open mind, because if there is something that I can do to improve, then I want to know about it. You know, I've been in business eight and a bit years. Um, and sometimes, you know, you can just settle into things and not really realise where you could get things to progress or you can move things on a bit. And that's the same in business too. That might be the same in your job. It might be the same with, you know, what you're doing in any other sort of type of, of exchange or relationship. So when you're thinking about feedback, you know, make sure it's going to be, it's going to give you information that you want it's also sometimes going to give you information that might be difficult to hear but it's still for me it's what I want to know feedback shouldn't be about giving people some really big surprises particularly if you're in like one-to-one type um, feedback and conversation especially in the workplace you know when I was in corporate we were having quarterly one-to-ones and then annual feedback and there should never ever be surprises in that so if you've got something that's tricky in order to give to somebody, then, you know, the sooner that you do it, the more straightforward that you keep it, the better it's going to be. As I said, when I was in corporate, you know, there were quarterly reviews and then annual reviews. So if you're in a work type environment or if you're working with somebody on a longer term, then make sure that the giving and receiving that feedback is regular. At the beginning of each and every session that I have, usually I'm saying to people, right, what's gone well for you, what's not gone well? So that we can work out where we are and we can make sure that we're on track and that we know what we need to work with next, you know, and that we're not just sort of end up either going off at a tangent or that we're carrying on sort of blatantly going down a path that is not actually being very helpful, you know? Feedback needs to be really specific, really clear. The other bit about feedback is that you need to stick to facts. You know, often because of the high emotion that is there with my children because of their background, you know, I say to them, okay, so I'm going to say this and it might be quite hard to hear. And that's always a good tip really is that if you think that somebody's going to find this difficult to hear, then just preempt that by saying you might find it hard to hear and then they almost kind of steal themselves for it, but they're kind of ready, you know, and then you get a better response. They listen to the whole thing usually and, you know, you get a better response around it. So sometimes with the kids I go, you know, this might be quite hard to hear, but I'm being factual here. So you keep the emotional bit out of it. You keep the personal bit out of it. And that's really important, particularly for teenage kids. Any parents out there? Um, when you're in... Um, when you're giving feedback through relationships, maybe with your partner or things, then yeah, again, keep the emotions out of it. But also in the workplace, try and keep the emotions out of it and stick to the facts. 
be really clear about what you mean. You know, so I mean, I, that feedback with Jade, you know, I could have just said, oh, that's that's quite a sloppy piece of work, Jade. Well, what, what would that mean? Whereas when I was really exact about there's a, there's a capital letters missing that, you know, you need some more full stops in there. Or if you're giving some information with somebody about, say, you know, about how they've handled something, you know, you it might be about that, oh, you it's too flippant, you know, or that... Um, perhaps they haven't given an accurate enough information or maybe they've been too friendly or too casual um, you know so that you're really exact about what feedback it is that you are giving so then they're not going away going you know being hurt but then also not knowing what they need to tweak or change to correct that definitely don't give somebody else's feedback because you won't have all the information there and you won't have been there at that situation to be able to give somebody else's feedback. Don't kind of generalise or over, you know, over-exaggerate on things. So don't use words like, um, it's always, you know, like I could say, I could say to Jay, it's always or it's, it's all or it's never. You know, that's... Um, I could have said to Jade, you're always putting capital letters in the middle of sentences. Well, if we go through and be really factual and look at every single sentence, there's not going to be capital letters in the middle of all of them. So, you know, let's not get, let's not over-egg the pudding here. Um, so try not to use phrases like that that over-generalise things and make it, you know, bigger. If you've got some really specific... Um, information to share you know always do it from from a person-centered approach so you, I so you always need to say I felt like this you know I saw this I feel that um because rather than going you did this when you did that then I you know, so that you do it from your perspective. Otherwise, really, the other person on the receiving end, actually, they're going to be sitting there and in their mind, they're going to be conjuring up something from your tone of voice, from your actions, and particularly from the words when it's quite accusatory, saying you, you, this. Um, you know, it's almost like wagging the finger in the face at them. So always keep it to, I felt like this. I heard this. Um, when this happened to me rather than when you did that. Do you see what I mean? So keep it as very personal specific and use the I statements rather than anything else. Obviously do try when you're giving feedback and put in some positives. Sometimes that's really difficult. Um, but always, a, it helps, if you're giving the feedback, it really does help to put the other person at ease. There's um, what I, <laughs> there's, there's the feedback sandwich that I mentioned to somebody oh a couple of months ago in a coaching session and they'd never heard of it whereas you know you give something really positive and then you give something negative and then you give some finished with something positive but giving um, something positive at the beginning will help that person to feel a bit more at ease okay so and then allows them to kind of see what that success looks like as well because if you just go in with a negative it can feel you know like a bit of an attack and um, then often they can switch off or they get defensive and things like that. Often you can provide some specific suggestions on how they can improve. It depends where, where what type of um, feedback that you're giving and what your status is or what your, 
you know, your job or your responsibility is. Certainly with coaching, we might use um, ways of providing specific suggestions like using the SMART model. So make things um, specific, measurable, achievable, relative and timely. That's your SMART model. There's also the GROW model so that you can help motivate them to deliver changes that you want. Okay. There was a, but you know, as well, you know, if you're asking for feedback, do be careful <laughs> about this. Because sometimes, some people I have seen and heard, some people ask for feedback and then actually they don't really like the answer that they've got. Now, that's going to be a bit of a problem. So if you are asking for feedback, whether that's about you and your business, whether that's you and your job, whether it's just about, you know, is that meal very nice that you've cooked for your partner, whatever, be really careful because, you know, there's always going to be more than one option. There's always going to be more than one opinion. So, you know, if you're asking a question, you're going to get a yes or a no answer. If you're asking for feedback, you might get good, you might get not so good, and you might get an awful lot in between. I had talked to somebody um, last month and they told me a story about they'd gone out for this meal with somebody that people that they sort of worked and collaborated with and um, they were all sat around this table and you know and everybody was chatting away and um, then this person kind of the one that had organized it you know this person then straight across the table over the top of everybody else doing their individual little chit chats and things like that um, kind of asked this outright question that was um, asking for feedback basically going um, so how come you didn't do blah 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 whatever it was that they kind of wanted them everybody to do as the kind of next step of working with them and they asked that question across the table openly to everybody else there now if somebody's not acted on something, if somebody's not done something, if somebody's not bought something from you, if somebody's not signed up to that thing for you, if somebody's not, you know, said said they're not going to join you, whatever thing, there's going to be a reason for it. So be really careful if you ask for feedback. Because what happened around that dinner table was that that person felt that they, well, they were really put on the spot. They felt that that was kind of unfair. And then... Um, they had two ways of going. They could blatantly lie to put that other person at ease or they could tell the truth and then it was that person's responsibility to handle that feedback. So in just the same way that I gave that feedback to Jade, you know, and then she kind of had a wobble and a bit of a meltdown about it. The other bit to bear in mind though as well is that you're not responsible for other people's feelings. So... Don't hold back. Well, don't hold back on the feedback. Oh, that could just be um, pretty dangerous, couldn't it? You know, don't um, don't not give honest feedback just because you're protecting somebody else's feelings because ultimately you're not going to be helping them move forward. In the same way, if I'd said to Jade, oh, that piece of work, it's fantastic, darling. It's absolutely brilliant. And then she comes out of that exam and goes, well, I didn't get anything because... And I know that she messed it up because, you know, the, the grammar was rubbish then that's not helpful, is it? Feedback is meant to be constructive, as I said. So this person at this dinner table gave the feedback and they said, well, I did like this, the sandwich. I did like this. However, when I did that, 
it didn't give me exactly what I needed and so blah, 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 blah. Well, this person was really not happy with it. Not happy at all. But of course they were there in front of everybody else. So you see what I mean about being careful. Don't ask the question if you think there's a possibility that you might not like the answer. Don't ask the question if you're not actually going to listen to the answer that you are given. You know, because then there's absolutely no point. So when you are giving or even receiving feedback, you know, remember that there are always two sides to it. If you are on the receiving end of that feedback, do do make sure that you want to hear everything that you ask and that you are able to take it on board and that you are able to use it constructively. You know, feedback is that two-way street. You need to know how to give it effectively and how to receive it constructively and you have that conscious choice about what you do. When you're on the receiving end of feedback, you know, even if you need to do a swallow and a gulp and take a few deep breaths and just, you know, look up to the ceiling, blink back some tears, whatever it is that you need to do to contain that in some shape or form, then, you know, receive that feedback with the intention that it is given. So then what you can do is be able to go away, take on board the information that is given, use it, decide what you're going to take on board, what you're not going to take on board, what you're going to use and what you're not going to use. And the final bit on this basis, you know, when you are in receipt of negative feedback, I know there's so much stuff about like trolls out there on social media um, and, and there's always somebody's got an opinion on something or other. You know, and but make sure that you're getting feedback from people that you respect, from people that actually are invested in you too. You know, because if it's just on social media and it's people that really have no interest in you or your business or, or, or your thoughts or your views, you know, if it might be the slagging off what sports team you support and all things like that. Well, then they're kind of not in your tribe. You know, they're not in your group or they're not your ideal client or they're not kind of, you know, rooting for you. So sometimes there's feedback there that we do need to ignore. You know, often what I say to clients is when they get a really tough piece of feedback about, you know, I don't know, about even a blog post when if anybody's got anything negative that they want to say about, you know, my podcast or or things like that, go and look. um, Go and look at a book review. Go on Amazon, look at a book review. Pick a book that you've read that you absolutely loved because there'll be loads of people that give lots of different feedback on that. Oh, this was marvellous. It was really quick to read. It was easy to understand, etc., etc. But there will be people that go on there that moan and go, oh, this was a waste of time, etc., etc., etc. So there's always two points, two sides to every kind of story, if you like. And so sometimes, occasionally, there'll be feedback that you get. Often it's feedback that we haven't asked for, but sometimes there's feedback that you get that isn't applicable. So you don't have to take all of it on board. You have a choice then about when you've got that feedback, what you choose to take on board, what you choose to use and implement and help you to grow and move forward. Because there is always stuff out there that doesn't suit everybody. And sometimes if it's not suiting that other person, well, actually that informs you and says, well, you know, they're not the right person for me. They're not somebody that I want to work with. They're not on my wavelength or whatever it is. Do you see? So I really hope that that helps you 
on the subject of giving and receiving feedback because ultimately it, it needs to be constructive and it will help people to grow. It will help people to be more confident and it can be used in a really good way. And on that subject of feedback, you know, I always love to get some feedback. I love to get your views. I get emails and um, messages all the time telling me about some of the things that are really good and what people like about the podcast and the information that they've received on there. And so, you know, one of the bits of feedback that I got as well from Viv was about how she really loved listening to my podcast um, because she said, I like the length of the episode, which means you can listen on a quick trip in the car and it's really easy to be able to implement the things that you talk about too. Well, I do appreciate that sometimes I ramble on for somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. I try and keep them to about 20. This one's probably gone on a bit more, but... If you've got some feedback, please do go over. If you listen on iTunes, go over and leave me a review on iTunes. I read them all and, as you know, sometimes read them out. If you want to drop me an email, if you want to talk to me about something that you're struggling with, either giving and receiving feedback or anything else at all, the links are in the show notes. You can contact me on my website at www.emmalankton.com. And otherwise, have a great week and I'll be back in your earbuds in the next episode. Bye for now.